Hello, dear friends. That theme song means it's time for Let's Talk About Jesus right here on WMAF. We're so glad you're tuned in today. Whether you're listening in Madison, North Florida, South Georgia, whether you're listening online, or whether you have downloaded this edition of Let's Talk About Jesus from WMAF website, Let's Talk About Jesus, or Let's Talk About Jesus on our website, right here where this broadcast originates in Tampa, Florida. We're so glad to be part of the great company that are publishing God's Word around the world. Hallelujah. Amen. We're living in a day when uh, you don't have to be a major worldwide televangelist to do the work of an evangelist by bringing the gospel through the media uh, to wherever God wants to send it. When we first began our radio ministry, we claimed a scripture out of Psalm 107 and verse 20, and it simply says, He sent His word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. So we believe today that wherever you are hearing this broadcast, that it is by divine appointment. And because of that, we believe that something wonderful and powerful is going to occur in your life as a result of receiving God's word into a good ground heart. Amen. I really believe today the scripture that says in the old covenant that the word of God is like the rain and the snow that comes down out of heaven and waters the earth and causes it to bring forth and to bud. So shall the word be that goeth forth out of my mouth, saith the Lord. It will accomplish that that I desire and it will prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. Hallelujah. Well, I thank God for sending me to you today. And I thank God for sending his son to die for us. And I thank God for sending the Holy Spirit to be with us. And I thank God, amen, for the blessing we have through his word. Amen. Hallelujah that we treasure. Oh, I forgot. I want to wish you a happy Thanksgiving. You say, oh, Brother Venable, that's out of sequence. Thanksgiving was last week. Well, you must not have been listening to all of those teachings on on Thanksgiving uh, uh, that we have brought forth. And if you'd like to catch up with those, we'd be glad to have you to catch up right there on WMAF website. Or you can come to our website, type in the Holy Church of God, and it will take you to where this broadcast originates, right here in Tampa, Florida, where I have been the senior pastor. This January will mark 44 years. Oh, my, uh, that makes me very senior pastor. Amen. But I'm thankful to the Lord that we still have a ministry to accomplish and we are not finished yet. And being right here with you on WMAF is part of that accomplishing of the heavenly vision that God gave us so many, many years ago. We're going to be continuing to talk about Thanksgiving because in the heart of a Christian, Thanksgiving is not a one day a year 
holiday. It is every day that we remember the goodness and the graciousness and the greatness of God toward our lives. So we're going to be uh, speaking from Psalm 100. 1 through 5, on the subject, Thankful Praise. Uh, and this uh, literally is a pattern for thanksgiving, praise God, and how to praise God acceptably. So let's read it together today, and, and remember the theme of thanksgiving. God wants us to get that down in our spirit, and out of our spirit, into every facet of our life. Psalm 100 says, make a joyful noise, for 1 through 5, make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that hath made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving. Into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name for the lord is good his mercy is everlasting and his truth endureth to all generations now listen carefully to this today throughout all of israel's history this psalm psalm 100 was known as a psalm of thanksgiving Jameson Fawcett Brown commentary calls it a psalm of thankful praise. And that's where we are titling this teaching today based on this psalm. One Bible footnote says a hymn inviting people to enter the temple's courts with thank offerings for the God who created them and provided for them and protected them. Psalm 100, therefore, is both a call to worship and an instruction manual on how to worship God acceptably. You see, the basis for all true worship is thankfulness in attitude and praise in activity. I have said many times and will continue to say about thankful praise that true worship begins with gratitude. It is therefore the outflowing to God from a heart overflowing with gratitude. If we just say the words, if we mouth the words of a song praising God, and we don't do it from a heart of gratitude. You know, man looks on the outward appearance, the Bible said, but God looks deeper. He looks upon the heart. And I believe before he listens to anything that we say, he looks at our heart. For the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh, if we are true, if we are sincere. Alex Haler, the author of Roots, had an unusual picture hanging on his office wall. It was a picture of a turtle on top of a fence post. When asked, why is that there? Alex Haley answered, every time I write something significant, every time I read my words and think that they are wonderful and begin to feel proud of myself, I look at the turtle on top of the fence post and remember he didn't get there on his own. 
he had help. And friend, that is the basis of thankfulness to remember we got here with the help and grace of God. And he and he alone is the provider of every blessing we have. Andre Crouch used to sing, To God be the glory, and the beginning lyric was, How can I say thanks for all the things that you've done, all the things so undeserved? Here in Psalm 100, we're told not just how to say thanks, but how to give thanks unto God. And the first principle I want to talk about today is that we passionately, therefore, praise Him. We passionately praise Him. Verse 1 says, Make a joyful noise unto the Lord all ye lands. Or as one translator puts it, Shout for joy to the Lord all the earth. It means to shout with the force of a trumpet blast. The shout of joy to the Lord that comes from the very depths of your being. Remember the story of Jericho when God told Joshua they saw this city that was walled up to heaven, exaggeratedly walled up. It was such a a fortress, such a bulwark against any enemy uh, penetrating it. But yet God told Joshua, see, I've given you that city. I have given you the men of it, the fighting men of it. They will not be able to keep you from the promised land because of this fortress in the way. (laughs) And then after they gave them the battle plan to march around it, uh, carrying the Ark of the Covenant, on the seventh time around, uh, the seventh time around, to shout, for God has given you the city. Now, that's an amazing thing. You know, God does, in fact, according to the new covenant, call the things not as though they were. And once he purposes it and he promises it, he declares it done. And we're the ones that have to stand on the promise and must believe that what he said is true before the fact. Hallelujah. We begin to give him praise. And why do we give him praise? Because we are filled with gratitude that we have a God to call upon. We have his word to stand upon. We have his promise. And the promises of God are yea and amen to everyone that believes. This shout, that word in the Hebrew, in the context of just what happened before those walls fell down flat, it meant to give an ear piercing sound. There was a passionate praise unto God for the victory before the victory occurred. Oh, friend of mine, there's something about this message today, this message of thankful praise in the midst of every circumstance. Hallelujah. You see, God wants our praise to be passionate, filled with true emotion, and gratitude. Hallelujah. Maybe he solved your problem. Maybe he's given you the direction to go. Maybe he's provided a blessing and you realize that it came from God. So from the depths of your being, you proclaim your praise. Ronald Allen tells us about a veteran missionary 
who came up to him one day, and after he had delivered his sermon, the missionary introduced himself and said, I was a medical missionary for many years in India, and I served in a region where there was progressive blindness. People were born with healthy vision, but there was something in that area that caused people to lose their sight as they matured. But this missionary had developed a process which would arrest the progressive blindness. So people came to him, and he performed his operation, and they would leave realizing they would, they would have become blind, but now they're going to be able to see for the rest of their life. He said they never said thank you, because that phrase was not in their dialect. Instead, they spoke a word that meant, I will tell your name. Wherever they went, they would tell the name of the missionary who had cured their blindness. They had received something so wonderful that they wanted to eagerly, passionately proclaim it. And that's what the psalmist is saying. Suddenly you realize that God has been so good to you, you can't keep it inside any longer. From the depths of your being, you shout your joy to the Lord. Hallelujah. You see, when we passionately praise God with grateful hearts, we declare His greatness and we declare His goodness. Hallelujah. Psalm 105, verse 1, 2, and 3. Listen to it carefully. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord. Call upon His name and make known His deeds among the people. Sing unto him, sing psalms to him, talk ye of all his wondrous works, glory ye in his holy name. Let the heart of them rejoice that seek the Lord. You know, the Bible said, enter his gates with thanksgiving, enter his courts with praise. You know, most of the time seeking God is, 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 and this is part of it, don't get me wrong here, but there needs to be a balance here. Most of the time it is fasting and it is desperately uh, seeking uh, and mourning and putting on sackcloth and ashes and seeking God because of the, the circumstances so dire and, and so desperate. But we don't necessarily have the balance of praising God with joyful hearts and that that is also part of seeking God. And after we go to God in prayer and we present our petition many times in fasting and prayer, we need to seal that prayer with praise and thanksgiving. Oh, I use this illustration so much how God delivered Paul and Silas from a Roman jail. It said at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and then they sang praises unto God. And they sang with such passion, the Bible said that everyone in the prison heard them. No matter how distant the other cell blocks were from where they were, everyone heard them praising God. And it wasn't, friend, while they were making the petition to God that the, that the deliverance came. It was, in fact, while they were singing praises unto to God. Hallelujah. So 
So the beginning of of this this psalm of thanksgiving says that we are to give thanks unto the Lord by making a joyful noise, as David said, dancing before the Lord with all of his might. I'll even become more undignified than this when he was criticized for it. I'm not talking about emotionalism. I'm talking about authentic worship, something that honors God and something that God so greatly honors. Hallelujah. A heart overflowing with gratitude will be outflowing in praise and adoration and thanksgiving to the Lord. So number one is passionate praise, and number two is to gladly serve him. (laughs) Serve the Lord with gladness, the psalmist said. That's the attitude of gratitude being expressed in activity, in our personal, practical life, the way that we follow Jesus, the way that we serve the Lord. We should do it with gladness. Serving Jesus shouldn't be a job. It should be a joy. This is the acceptable attitude that qualifies our actions. Matthew Henry's commentary says, This ascribes, uh, describes a rule of worship. By holy joy, we do really serve Him. It is an honor to Him to rejoice in Him, and we ought to serve Him with holy joy. Hallelujah. Amen. Oh, I like that part. It should be a joy and not a job. Pastoring can become one of the most, uh, well, hard jobs in the world uh, with all of the pressures of people and problems and and the the toll it's taking on so many ministers uh, that is uh, on their marriage and their relationships, not only with their family, but their relationship with God himself. Oh, friend of mine, I believe God wants our ministry unto him and in his behalf to become a joy and not a job. Someone said, find something you love to do and you'll never work another day in your life. Praise God. Psalm 122 and verse 1 said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. And Psalm thirty ten through 12 says, Hear, O Lord, and have mercy on me. Lord, be thou my helper. Thou hast turned for me my mourning into dancing. Thou hast put off my sackcloth and girded me with gladness. To the end that my glory may sing praise unto thee and not be silent. O Lord, my God, I will give thanks unto thee forever. Hallelujah. Praise God. In Psalm 118 and verse 24 is something I declare and proclaim as I awake every morning. I don't know what the day is going to hold for me, but I declare and proclaim this great truth from my heart and from the word of God here in Psalm 118 and verse 24. This is the day 
which the Lord hath made. Somebody's in control today, and it's not my circumstances, and it is not the devil and his imps and cohorts. Someone's in control today, and it's not happenstance, and it is not fate. God made this day. God made the earth. God made the universe. And friend, God made you and me. And a God this big who loves us, believe me, he is in control when everything seems out of control. This is the day that the Lord has made. I will therefore rejoice and be glad in it. Hallelujah. God made it. He's in control. Psalm 51 and verse 3. Listen to it carefully. For the Lord shall comfort Zion. He will comfort all her waste places. He will make her wilderness like Eden and her desert like the garden of the Lord. Joy and gladness shall be found therein. Thanksgiving and the voice of melody. Hallelujah. We used to sing the little song, kind of a Sunday school song in childlike faith and joy. Making melody in your heart. Making melody in your heart, making melody in my heart unto the King of Kings. The Bible said to speak to yourself in the New Covenant in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, always making melody in your heart to the Lord. It's amazing when you lift him up how you get lifted up. I'm going to say that again. When we lift him up, we can't help but be lifted up. Because when we magnify the Lord in praise and thanksgiving, we're not magnifying the problem or the pain that we may be experiencing. And we acknowledge and ascribe to God his sovereign rule over our life and our circumstances. Oh, there's a knot at the end of the rope scripture called Romans 8, found in Romans 8, verse 28. Someone said when you're at the end of your rope, <laughs> you know, tie a knot and hang on. Amen. Well, friend of mine, sometimes we find ourselves uh, being, being pressed beyond measure, as Paul put it, to where in and of ourselves we could never rise up again and never overcome. But listen to this. This has helped so many people. It said, For we know this is beyond any shadow of a doubt. This is not something that we just think. This is something we have as a settled truth within our spirit, within our mind. For you know. Amen. You know these things. Oh, I want to impart this knowledge from the Word to someone as, that is at the end of your rope right now. I challenge you to thank God that He's still in control. To thank God that He said He would never leave nor forsake you. For we know that God is able to make all things work together for good to them that love the Lord and are the called according to His purpose. Whatever God has purposed in your life, He has promised to fulfill if we will keep our trust in Him. Oh, friend of mine, we need to sing. 
when we feel like sighing. And we need to sing the high praises of God to enter his courts with thanksgiving, but his enter his gates with thanksgiving, but his courts with praise. Hallelujah. This translation, I just read you the voice of melody says, sing unto the Lord joyfully. Come before his presence with singing, says in one translation, come with joyful songs. The last thing that is expected of us, the last thing we may expect to do or be challenged to do is to sing a joyful song and to make melody unto God in the midst of our circumstance. But I want you to know, amen, (laughs) that if we will do that, that circumstance is going to change one way or the other. It's got to change. And if God doesn't immediately speak to the storm, peace be still, he will speak. Without, he will speak to the storm that the storm without has created within you and within me. That storm of worry, that storm of doubt, that storm of fear, that storm of anxiety. Oh, whatever that turbulence is in your life today. If we can break the focus from that to the one who said that he's able to make all things work together for good to them that love him and are the called according to his purpose. It goes on to say in the new covenant, for it is God that worketh in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure, not to just reveal his will unto you and expect you and I in and of ourselves to fulfill it, but that his Holy Spirit is granted to us and given to us, that it's God shows us his will that we might acquiesce and say, yes, Lord, to it. And the moment we yield to his will and will to do his will, the power and resources of the Holy Spirit come into play. So he reveals his will to do it within us. Hallelujah. Whatever I've accomplished in his will, it's because of the grace of God, the goodness of God, and the Holy Spirit's power. Hallelujah. To fulfill what he has purposed in my life. Praise God. Amen. You see, real worship from a grateful heart prepares the heart for the word of God. Listen to Colossians 3. That's why we have a worship service before preaching as our pattern uh, for ministry all over the world almost. And I call it this. I say to the worshipers, you're plowing the ground for the planting of the seed of the word of God. Hallelujah. And as we worship, that occurs. Listen to Colossians 3 and verse 16 today. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom and teaching and admonishing one another, listen, in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. You see, it's it's not just... To, to get the Word of God in our minds and, and, and even down into our spirits. How do, we, how do we water it? How do we cultivate it? How do we cause it? What causes it, rather, to come forth and bring forth such fruit? It said, let it dwell in you richly. 
in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another, but do it with joyful praise in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. You know, I I don't believe we should just sing at the beginning of the service. We should be singing even more at the end of the service to seal it with praise. Hallelujah. Praise God. Well, our time is gone. And what a joy it's been to share this time with you and to encourage and challenge thanksgiving and praise giving every day of our life. I don't know what you may be going through, but I know who is in that furnace of affliction with you and who is able to bring you through and give you a victory and get, give you a song of praise in your heart right in the midst of this. Make melody to the Lord and watch God work a work that faith has allowed him to do in my life and yours. And today, friend, if you don't know Jesus as your Savior, it's one of the saddest scriptures in all of the Bible. It says if you don't know Christ as your Lord and your personal Savior, the Bible said you are without hope, without hope, and without God in this present world. That is a terrible terrifying place to be because all things are not going to work out good unless God is in control and today I challenge you if you don't know Jesus as your Savior don't run from him run to him repent of your sins confess them receive Christ as your Savior (laughs) and let him turn your mourning to dancing And let him give you a heart song of joy instead of sadness. And come back next week and let's talk about Jesus.